This is Unfiltered, episode 150 for July 8th, 2015. As I've said before, this aspect of our strategy was moving too slowly, but the fall of Ramadi has galvanized the Iraqi government. So with the additional steps I ordered last month, we're speeding up training of ISIL forces, including volunteers from Sunni tribes in Anbar province. So with the additional steps I ordered last month, we're speeding up training of ISIL forces, including volunteers from Sunni tribes in Anbar province. Stepping up the training here at the Jupiter <laughs> Broadcasting Rehabilitation and Training Center. Welcome to another edition of Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chase, and making all the bells and whistles and the magic work, Mr. Chris. Hey, hey Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love the chat rooms. Like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really is what he said. That's not an edit. Uh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna get into it in a little bit. Uh, Obama spent some time at the Pentagon this week prepping them for a big grilling, quote unquote, in front of a, a hearing. Right. And so uh, we'll give you the highlights of that, and really what you really need to take away from that. Yeah. I love that though. That that moment, and you know, he doesn't even. And you know what's interesting about that is I. He's like on automatic pilot. Boy, we only do this about once every fifty episodes or so. <laughs> but we're gonna play just that part of it again because watch like the guy around him too, totally unfazed by it. Like he's totally unfazed. Nothing. He's Nothing. like, oh yeah, okay, no bigs, yeah. And like I'm looking at that and I'm going, I'm going. Did he just say that? And so I did he just say the, what the only he... editing the only editing that was done here for this intro clip, which is I mean this is kind of obvious, is obviously I did the replay to just kind of recapture. Wait, did he really say? Because right. like, it goes by so quick that you almost don't even hear it. So yeah, here we. Go. I just want to. I just want to play it again because it. He okay. really, it's, the man said it. So good. As I've said before, this aspect of our strategy was moving too slowly, but the fall of Ramadi has galvanized the Iraqi government. So, with the additional steps I ordered last month, we're speeding up training of ISIL forces, including volunteers from Sunni tribes in Anbar province. Just amazing. So, with the additional steps I ordered last month, we're speeding up training of ISIL forces, including volunteers from Sunni tribes. In Anbar Province. Whoa! Hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pre- uh, Mr. President. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like, look at that. <laughs> just, wow. So, anyways, uh, we'll get to that, but uh, that's coming up a little bit down uh, the road. Uh, but Chase, you yes, know, Chris. I wanted to start with some uh, local news. You know, sometimes we talk about the, the Washington right. State. A lot of things are happening. It's the yeah. home of Amazon.com, yeah. T-Mobile, yeah. Microsoft, yeah. Nintendo USA. Yeah. Uh, who else? Any other big Starbucks? Company? Starbucks, yeah, sure. Starbucks so is there's here. a lot of things. And Amazon's got a drone initiative that's going on. That's so, right. Uh, also, uh, Washington State was one of the first states to recreational legalize cannabis. That's right. So there's a lot of things happening here in Washington that we like stuff. to recover. Lo- cover. But today, today, today. Hyper-local. Wow, man. Nothing as local as what's happening today. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching the video feed, that's Chase Nunes' driveway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's right Very there. Good. So uh, what good. happened, buddy? So, so what you're seeing here, there's my driveway. That's my wife's car. And to your left is my neighbor's, obviously. Mm. Uh, six o'clock. I'm just rolling off of work. So I'm on my way home when this was occurring. I'm going to go ahead and hit play here. Now, by the way. Is this the system I went with you to pick up? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. So look uh, – for you guys listening in the audio show, what I'm showing here is a security camera video of my really driveway. Really nice resolution, yeah. full color. 1080p. It's, it, I love this I You even have it labeled as driveway up in yeah, the corner. Yeah, this is the driveway sector. So this is on the 7th. Okay, this, this is, is yesterday. This is yesterday. Yeah, yes, right. yes. So okay. uh, what you're going to see is two things. First off, you're going to see a 
uh, patrol vehicle pull up on the right hand side okay. Uh, okay. into my driveway. Yeah. And then look in this area here uh, where the mouse is moving, uh, this lawn area on the where left. They, where so, the so explorer gonna, is there? So yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and roll video. There is no sound on this. Yeah, okay. Uh, but there's uh, the unit uh, now pulling up. he pulls up at your house, huh? Yeah, he pulls up there. Now, uh, there he, is a unit that pulled up on the other side. See the movement? See the... the, the, the yes, the, I do, yeah. The so you're commuting at this time? Yeah, I'm commuting at are, this time. Are you on the phone with your wife at this point? No, uh, not yet. Okay. Because uh, I didn't see this part, but watch on the left-hand side here. Uh, you'll see there's another car that pulled in over there. Yeah, it uh, looks like a it looks like another white cop car. It's another white car. Oh, another white car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that is a, a cop car that's on the left. But watch, you see the guy cl- uh, crawling there. He's crawling on the grass. What is he doing, Chase? He's getting on his on is his he stomach. To sneak away? No, no. He's on his stomach because there's guns drawn on this guy. Already? <laughs> yes. Wow, they moved right in. Uh, so, and you'll see now the 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 cops are are slowly. He's walking. He's walking around, and he grabs the legs. It puts him in custody right there. Boom. Wow. Right. Uh, so there's that, and I'm gonna I'll scan in a little bit. <laughs> I love uh, that you got all this. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna scan a little bit more. Uh, canine unit came out. They searched this Looking vehicle. For drugs. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, there's a, so obviously this car takes off, but there's one, two, three, four uh, cars in view of this camera. But there's more off camera. Um, I'm gonna scroll a little bit further down the road here because. Then uh, there's more cars searching the vehicle. Wow, look at them walking around. This is all happening at your place now. Yeah, this is happening at my house. Now here, this is now where it gets almost an hour forward now at this uh, oh, point. 25 minutes forward. Oh, oh, oh sorry, uh, sorry. That's yeah. not the hour. This change. car pulls up behind the squad vehicle. This is my driveway. They're blocking it still. Yeah, yeah. Well, the theory from one of my coworkers is this is a stolen car because the this couple pulls up and the gentleman gets in this car or, or I think the wife gets in this car and takes off. And look at her. She's like, "That's my car. Oh my god, that's my car." I think. I think that's what's going that, on. That, that's I'm, what that expression looks I'm, like. I'm not. I'm not. She's the resolution on this video is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I'll. Uh, you can take the link. This is a public video. Cool. Uh, you can put it in the show notes, okay. uh, and yeah. people can check it out. Nice. Yeah, that well. might help for the audio listeners. And I'll so. and I'll put it in the uh, cool, in the man. chat room as well. But yeah. Uh, it's funny. So we, there's a Marysville crime group on Facebook, and so I posted it there. I posted it on my, my personal Facebook page. And then um, uh, it's funny. A lot of people in the Marysville crime group, they're like – so a lot of people were like, wow, what happened, blah, 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 blah. But the last three comments have been, what camera is that? Yeah. What resolution is yeah. that? That is amazing. Look, That looks amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, drop that in the chat room, would you? Yeah, I totally will. Uh, it, it's one of those things where um, – what, I don't even know if I call him a friend. Uh, I would say an acquaintance. Uh, but I posted this to my personal Facebook page. <laughs> That's Chris. Yeah. Um, posted this to my personal Facebook page, and he, he sends me a message. Not sends me, but he posts it in the public, and he says, uh, so what, you, uh, you, you in favor of prohibition now or something like that? Like you thought you were anti-drug or something? Right. Well, because someone asked me, you know, what do you think it's about? And I said, probably drugs. Yeah, but it's probably like hard drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like drugs that are like, you know, heroin. Right. And yeah, meth. Yeah. I mean. Because if you want weed, you just go to the store. You don't go to some guy's house. No, no, you don't. I mean, and the thing is, you know, I don't mind. You know, I, I've always been uh, the philosophy. Uh, philosophy. And You've been a philosophizer, a pontificator. <laughs> but basically. When you're in the shower, at least. So one of my friends asked me, you know, what was this all about? Sure. And I said, probably drugs. There's been activity next door for years now. Dude, just say human trafficking. Who's going to argue with that? Right. Man, I think they're human trafficking. Yeah. Think of the children. Yeah. So so he goes and says, so you're in support of prohibition then. You're, I'm reading, like, the, you're reading the text? Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? And, and so- 
And you're like, no, 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 I don't understand what people think, well, well, you must be in support of prohibition or you want to make drugs all legal. And and I'll summarize because I, I went off on a couple of paragraphs. Uh, he, really? Yeah. He goes, I never thought – first he said, I never put much thought into Chase Nunes' political views before, but I guess I'm just surprised. And that really set me off a little bit because I said, you know, first off – You know what you, really grinds my gears? You probably don't realize that I do a weekly podcast about that for the past two years. <laughs> and, I, and, and I said the following. I said, you know, hey, uh, hey, uh, to make the jump to say and ask me if I support prohibition because I'm probably – because I said probably drugs is an incorrect assumption. If all drugs were illegal – it wouldn't stop people from breaking in, stealing, and getting the money needed to fulfill a habit. Yeah. If all drugs were legal, it still wouldn't stop either for the same reasons I just gave above. I really don't care what anyone does until it affects me and my family. The drugs that I've seen dealt next door is bringing dangerous elements to my neighborhood. Anyway, whether it's drugs, alcohol, prescription medications, do whatever you like, but don't steal from my family or cause any harm to me or my family. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. And, you know, I got to I gotta go with WWNSX in the chat room. He says, Facebook, where good friendships go to die. Yay! Come on, Dad! No, sorry, no. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I exercise my opinions on this show, and, you know, I, I've been fighting crime, if you will, next door, literally. Ninja, boom, boom. And by the way, I mean, Chris was with me when I got this camera system, and I got this system because increasing activity was happening right. next yeah. door. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. And, and it's one of those things where I, you know, I've been in full cooperation with Marysville PD. I, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm just, uh, I can't stand it. It's not know. a political statement. That's ridiculous to no. say it's a political statement. No, I mean, I'm no. just thinking like, well, what, that I think that, uh, that uh, my opinions about well, pro, you know, get rid of all the drugs and make them all legal. It, you're still gonna have the same problems either way. Why don't you focus on like the fact that they were car thieves and things like that yeah. too? All right, Chase. Uh, while we're talking about legal things, this is probably a great segue. Uh, we like to start with NSA stuff, anyway. So why don't we start with the fact that there was a little hint, a little suggestion, a little implication that maybe a deal could be struck with one Mr. Edward Snowden. And mm. then that went kind of by the wayside. And then it sort of created one of your favorite things, a conversation. What's new here is that you have the first uh, outlines to a possible deal. They're not official. They came from the uh, office of the director of national intelligence, the lawyer, in fact, Robert Litt. And I'm told by a senior intelligence official that this was a private conversation. It was one lawyer having a private con- what he thought was a private conversation with another lawyer. And in that conversation, he was doing his own handicapping of what a deal might look like. And he said, listen, it might look like three to five years in prison, a trial, etc." Uh, but they said that's not an op- official position of the U.S. government. Right, because he wouldn't actually be negotiating on behalf of the Justice exactly. Department. Exactly. Right? ODNI is not a party right. to these talks. This is Justice Department. If he got a five-year sentence and then got out after five right. years, the, like Kevin Mitnick went huge after that. Oh, yeah. That would be huge. Yeah, well, then they said, well, didn't he have to, like, have a condition of staying off the yeah. internet or yeah. something weird yeah. like that. To yeah. Snowden's lawyers. Uh, and the Justice Department came back to us and said, listen, there's no change in our position that if he does come back, it's going to involve jail time mm-hmm. and a trial. But but let's be honest. It is interesting. You had a senior government official throwing a number out there. I'm told right. it wasn't a trial balloon, but it does give you an idea of what people are talking about uh, as to what a deal could like look like for Edward Snowden to come back to the U.S. And the former Attorney General Eric Holder talked about this in this interview. What exactly did he say? So Holder said something very interesting. He basically handed 
one to Snowden, saying that Snowden, in the words of Holder, that, that he sparked a necessary debate about surveillance and, and so on, which is a very interesting thing for the nation's, well, former, former. top legal official. Have- I, that is actually, like, the most, like, Lisa, like, well, he sparked a good debate. Like, if you're going to say something but not say something nice... But stay something as nice as possible. <laughs> Do you know but, what I mean? But by the way, I know I might have been sleeping on this again. Another technical aspect: Wolf has his own show now. I thought it was just a situation when, with Wolf Blitzer. Now yeah. he has Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep on it, man. Said that if he was uh, sorry. Probably I don't remember him saying that when he was in office. But as you know, former officials they truly speak their mind. That's so true. it seems that if he's truly speaking his mind, that he's kind of saying, "Hey, you got to hand it to him that had he not revealed these things illegally, mm-hmm. as we know, and broken." You know, secrets, many secrets for the U.S. government, it's some of the most sensitive secrets, uh, that we wouldn't have had this debate. We as a country would not have had this debate about surveillance. You know, well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to downplay what Snowden did and the contribution he made and, yeah. and all of that. But totally. in 100 percent retrospect, if, if you were really informed, if you followed Will, William Biney, Biney uh, if, if, if you were skeptical, if you were maybe a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist, Pretty much at a high level, everything Snowden revealed, we kind of knew slash suspected. We already knew about the room in California. that yep, in San Francisco. Yeah. There's a lot we already knew about. We just didn't have a lot of the, like, the really, like, like the, why is it called prison? It's called prison because they're literally splitting the light. Like, there was, like, things like that that we've absolutely learned we didn't have before. But at a super high level, like, absolutely new information... Do you think the Snowden leaks? No, but it put it it, it it put an exclamation point on what a lot of Americans were, and it definitely brought it way thinking. more attention. Yeah, yeah. So that's all good stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just I just think about what he how egregious was it that he really did. All right, I want to talk about. So there's a there's two aspects to uh, this story. So uh, it, last week we talked about uh, the Fran- the French presidents were being spied on by the NSA. Well, that's now right. we have 29 top Brazilian officials that have come out that have been getting spied on. Wow! And again, it's another release by WikiLeaks, not necessarily from the Snowden archive. Where is this coming from? The latest release of documents from WikiLeaks has exposed large scale U.S spying operations in Brazil. This comes at a delicate time, too, in relations between the two countries, because according to the files, America's National Security Agency had tapped 29 phones belonging to senior politicians, economists, and also bankers. Washington and Brazil had only just started to rebuild trust following early revelations that the NSA had directly spied on President Dima Rousseff. And the oil companies. President Obama worked hard to appease his Brazilian counterpart during her visit to Washington just this Tuesday. His friendly demeanour was noticeable throughout Dima Rousseff's trip, especially during photo opportunities. And Obama didn't limit the show of goodwill to just gestures. President Rousseff and I have uh, had an excellent relationship since she took office. She's always uh, been very candid and frank with me. Dilma did give me a big hug. Uh, very nice yellow and green sweatshirt. Hello, everybody. Well, analysts had been cautiously suggesting the worst was over, and former CIA analyst turned whistleblower Ray McGovern believes neither country can afford to further harm relations. Uh, these projects. This is a. Uh, I know he just said this, but for those of you who weren't paying close attention, this is a former leaker. Uh, they a have a uh, raison d'etre of their own. They're good for both countries. So I believe that they will probably progress 
But I think the Brazilians have ample reason to be very, very skeptical that they can keep anything secret anymore given these past revelations. Now, Ray McGovern actually has a, uh, is a believed to have active communication with Edward Snowden right now. So that's something we'll watch. That's developing as it goes on right now. We still don't know where WikiLeaks is getting their latest batch of information from. And I got one more clip I want to play. Well, actually, I got, I got way more than one more All clip. Right. But I got a clip here I want to play. And this, you know... <clears throat> We pull in news sources from CNN, CBS, R- everything, RT. Everybody. Uh, now, we pull in news sources from places that people don't even know about, and then we mix it in here. And and every now and then, when we play from one from a news source, we have to play a game, propaganda or not propaganda, Mr. Chase. <laughs> well, so, well, and that's a very important thing to do, because remember last week what we talked about on the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is nope. that it's legal. Now yep. for the misdirection yeah. and have yeah. the domestic propaganda. And we have like uh, – there's uh, there's outfits like Radio Europe, which is basically like uh, uh, the U.S.'s version of RT. Then you have no. RT, right? RT, which is financed by the Russian government. By the way, just out of curiosity, maybe this is just a production note or not, but why haven't we had many clips from Al Jazeera America? Ah, yes, uh, because it's extremely hard for us. So first of all, we don't have any live feeds that actually there is, give it. Okay, that's what and I figure. Th- now, I, we are watching their channel that they post online, but they post a way less stuff online. And so only a percentage of our collection comes from online. Now, it's a, it's become a much larger percentage since uh, producer Matt has come on board. Uh, so it's something you could ask. You know, yeah, him, I'm just, just generally curious. And then, yeah. and then also sometimes they're kind of boring. But uh, and Al Jazeera English in the last couple of months has started posting more and more things online, so we may start sourcing cool. from some of that. All right. But a big problem was when they launched, they were very, 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 very limited on how you could actually get access to them. See, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like yeah. it was distribution it, deals with cable channels, and not, not a lot well, of cable channels picked them up. Yeah, but not only that, but you would figure, all right, well, then they would push more stuff online to try to get But they the, couldn't because of the deals with the cable channels. That's... Scandalous. It's a catch-22. Scandalous. So this is a little RT propaganda, yes or no? I don't know. It could right. be a valid complaint, maybe not. But RT proposes that any government that is using or buying U.S. military equipment may be vulnerable to hackers. Now, German anti-aircraft Patriot missiles stationed in Turkey are reported to become a target themselves to computer hackers. New story in a Berlin-based magazine says that at some point, the base began carrying out unexplained orders. No specifics were reported, but apparently controls were briefly overridden. The German uh, defense ministry has rebuffed the claim, saying it's got no evidence of such an attack. But uh, hackers interfering with military equipment elsewhere... It's not unheard of. Let's look at the recent history. 2011, Israel's renowned Iron Dome defense system became a target and technical data was stolen. And in 2013, hackers notoriously got hold of blueprints for America's most expensive weapons system, the F-35 fighter. Let's go live to former MI5 agent Ali Mashon. Annie, you're live on RT International. Hi. Are these... We stop right there. We don't, we don't need to go any further, Chase. Do you think propaganda or not... Propaganda could U.S. military equipment. Now, remember, we just last week talked about that story where the U.S. Navy was dropping down 30 mil long term to support XP. Right. <laughs> so they definitely are not top of the line no, modern. No, but this feels like a propaganda piece just because they had to cite, well, this is un- not necessarily unprecedented, and they had to try to back up that claim, but they didn't have any hard evidence of anything. Yeah, I. I give it to you. It seems, yeah. it seems like what it is is buy Russian military gear, not not U.S. military gear. That's what it seems like. A, buy it from Target instead yeah. of Walmart. It seems like a reverse commercial, although it is an interesting element, and I bet you it is something that should be discussed and looked into more. Uh, now, do you know it's almost been a month since we've done any 2016 election coverage in the show? 
No, wait. It seems like we've been doing it every every week because we sometimes <laughs> slip it into the supporter show. Well, we talked about. Uh, I thought we swear we talked. We about We talked it last about week. it, but I mean, actually played like clips that covered it. Now, we, you and I have talked about it. I mean, we haven't actually played any clips. Uh, uh, and and oh, I, well, we talked about it in passing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man. I got a curveball coming at us. Uh oh. Producer Matt's been noticing this. I wonder if you've noticed this too. There's a Democratic challenger coming up in the ranks faster than people expected. At least that's the narrative. Uh huh. Hillary Clinton is raising big money, but Bernie Sanders is raising the roof. In case you haven't noticed, there are a lot of people here. Almost 10,000 people flocking to his event in the liberal stronghold of Madison, Wisconsin. Tonight, we have more people at a meeting for a candidate for president of the United States than any other candidate has had in 2016. Sanders straight-talking populism making this self-described socialist the... It's 2000. 15, Bernie, not 2016. You might mean the 2016 election, but I just want to clarify. Thanks, hmm. thanks, Bernie. Aggressive alternative to Hillary Clinton. I feel a, a more of a personal connection with Bernie than I ever did with any other candidate before. He just fits so well with my philosophy and my morals. Mm. The <laughs> big crowds mm. designed to challenge the fundraising juggernaut of Clinton. Amen. I mean, I really believe that. Whose events have mostly been stage-managed roundtables and smaller speeches. Enthusiasm for Sanders is helping his showing in states that drive the nomination process. In Iowa, Sanders jumped from 5% support in February to 15 in May. I mean, these are still extremely low numbers. Yeah, but go ahead. All the way to a respectable a, 33%, a, <clears throat> shrinking Clinton's lead by 26 points. 33%. And in New Hampshire, the wild-haired 73-year-old senator from neighboring Vermont has closed the gap to just 8 points in the latest CNN ORC poll. His insurgent campaign bringing comparisons to fellow Vermonter Howard Dean's 2004 campaign effort. But like Dean, Sanders still faces long odds. Clinton crushes him in national polls by more than 40 points. And her campaign just announced a record-breaking $45 million fundraising haul for her first quarter in the race. To Sanders, $15 million. They may have the money, but we have the people. And when the people stand together, we can win. When has that actually ever happened? It's never happened that way. Chris, so is the money. Chris, yep. I got two words mm-hmm. for you. Uh, yep. George McGovern. Do you know who George McGovern is, Chris? Uh, that's how we go. Uh, that's how we roll. No. George McGovern was a presidential uh, candidate. Uh, he ran for president, uh, and he was very, very popular. Extremely popular amongst young people. This is back. Uh, during the era of... Oh, this actually does ring a bell, actually, now you say all this. Of, yeah. of Vietnam. McGovern, right? Yeah, McGovern. Yeah. George McGovern. Uh, so basically, he got super popular, had a big grassroots effort. Had yeah. a lot of people behind him. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was considered a long shot, but his grassroots effort was gaining popularity, just like what's going on here. 1972. Yes, that's very correct. Uh, but anyway, you know, he went up against some guy named uh, Nixon. You've probably mm-hmm. heard of that guy. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, he was beat down severely. It was one of the biggest landslides in presidential history. Yeah. So what I'm saying here is, you know, right now Bernie's got a lot of momentum. Good for him. You know, he's got a lot of people. We are way too early in, in the in the voting process, obviously, on that. I'm just saying, you know what? He's vowing to do a lot of things, just like George McGovern was vowing to end the Vietnam War. You know, just saying. 
here's the interesting thing, and I don't know how to square this up for the audience, but uh, the 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 Democratic, I I am way more interested right now in 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 Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders than I am in Jeb Bush. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't. I, I, what about Rand? You don't want you, you, Rand is I just Rand's off the radar. Well, I just I feel like I, I he is fascinating to watch. I just feel like it's not going to happen. So I can't get really. I excited. mean, I mean, you also notice about Jeb Bush trying to separate himself from the Bush family yeah, by yeah. using Jeb. Jeb, yeah, going with Jeb. Yeah, you know what? We should make sure we always call him Jeb Bush. Just to Jeb make sure. Bush. Yeah. Now you know who I, you know who I'm holding out for. Can you guess? My boy! The list of companies and organizations backing away from Donald Trump is growing this morning. Retail giant Macy's says it will pull Trump's clothing line over his controversial comments about Mexican immigrants. (laughs) Professional golf groups are also criticizing his views, but Trump is not backing down. Nancy Cordes is in Washington with the growing fallout. Nancy, good morning. Good morning. And now New York City's mayor, Bill de Blasio, says he's reviewing Trump's contracts with the city. But Trump says his critics are simply weak and he's being rewarded for his views in the polls. Somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, you know, it's I mean, somebody's doing that. Just take it's women being raped. Oh, well, my who's God, doing dude. the raping? What? Mm-hmm. Who's doing the raping? Mm-hmm. In an interview with CNN last night, wow. the real estate tycoon turned presidential candidate doubled down on his controversial comments about Mexican immigrants. A controversy that began with Trump's kickoff to his White House bid. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. Obviously. They're rapists. On Wednesday, oh Macy's followed NBC and Univision's so lead, severing ties with the billionaire, saying in light of statements made by Donald Trump, which are inconsistent with Macy's values, yeah. we have decided to discontinue our business relationship. Oh, the nation's only Latina governor, Republican Susana Martinez of New Mexico, also denounced Trump, saying, I think those are horrible things to say about anyone or any culture. Is this guy great at distraction of the week or what? Oh, man, he's on, he's on it. That is uncalled for completely. But somebody's buying what he's selling. <laughs> oh. Recent polls show he's rocketed to the top of the GOP pack. Oh, my gosh. Is this now is this a really super well-organized initiative to just decredit the GOP? No. To say that he has GOP followers, doesn't that sort of say people that b- believe in the Actually, GOP are idiots? I, you know, I, I would want to poll the followers and f- Find out if they're Republican or not. No, so they say yes. Yeah, they are. They're all Republican. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, they they say no, they're, no, they're doing saying, well amongst no, GOP no, voters. Well, well, all right. Here, I'll play it back. Here, I'll play it right. back. Yeah, I want to make what sure she says. That. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Essentially, what she says is they pulled GOP voters. Okay, that's what I want to know. Somebody's buying what he's selling. Recent polls show he's rocketed to the top of the GOP pack. A new Quinnipiac poll. Yeah, has but him they didn't mention it was amongst GOP voters. Well, of, of amongst potential GOP candidates, right? And that's a big distinction. Yeah, I suppose so. Because what if what if you got a you whole could bunch- be asking a liberal, right? And the liberal's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go Donald Trump," or, or you could be asking somebody who's just sick and tired of the political structure, and they're going to be so <laughs> self destructive, they're going to vote for the worst candidate possible, like as a way to like a, it's a time bomb. Exactly. Pack. A new Quinnipiac poll has him second only to Scott Walker in <laughs> Iowa. Wait, who? And who's in that a new guy? CNN poll. He's second nationally. Right behind Jeb Bush. Jeb. I don't understand how he's in first place, but I'm certainly honored by the poll. And I've always said that if I announced and if people felt that I was actually going to run, I would be at the top of the polls. That sort of happened. 
Of course, when there are 14 candidates, it doesn't take much to land in second place. Right now, Trump's only getting <laughs> about 10 or 12 percent in these polls. But Republican leaders worry that those numbers... So he's clocking in where Bernie's clocking in. Him and Bernie... Right. This is That was the point. Him and Bernie are pulling in the same numbers, basically. And look, you got to understand, everybody loves Donald. Everybody First loves all, Donald. Hillary Clinton gave her first interview yesterday in a long, long time. First national interview. She gave it to CNN. You give interviews all the time. You're out there. You're talking extemporaneously. Why do you think Hillary Clinton is not talking? Oh, my well, gosh. She's, she's going out to hire. She gets a subpoena on emails, and she, I mean, from the United States Congress, and she gets rid of the emails, and her server and everything. She gone. said yesterday in the interview, by the way, she didn't get a subpoena. That there, was, there isn't well, a subpoena. I mean, they said they the issued a subpoena, but you're right. I mean, she handled it like, like, you know, what's going on? How can you do that? She has a lot to hide. She doesn't want to talk to the press. Look. She was the worst secretary of state in oh. the history of the United States. But you used to donate. I mean, you gave a lot of money sure. to her over the years. Because I was a businessman. I guess I still am. But I was a businessman. I was with everybody. Everybody loved me. When I called them, they always treated me well. <laughs> I'm rich. So uh, why am I playing this? Can you, can you believe in your adult life you are witnessing the state of American politics right now? Can you believe this? Can you believe you're witnessing it, it, well, this? Well, it goes to prove. Well, I mean, remember Ross Perot? I mean, you might, you yes, might I be, remember Ross Perot. We're both young. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But him. I remember being a kid yeah. thinking, wow, what's this guy in this Ross Perot guy? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's not unprecedented where you have someone who's got a lot of money on their hands and no time to lose. And it's good marketing. Right. Um, so I want to also cover, while we're still kind of doing some of the election stuff, let's move out, but kind of get newsy here. Uh, so Hill Dog. Let's talk about Hill Dog a little bit. Um before we get into the campaign stuff, I want to follow up on the Benghazi email stuff. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, don't mute it yet. Uh, remember ISIS? ISIL. Uh, Dash. Okay. You remember how they got guns? Oh, uh, yeah, loads of them. Wouldn't it really sink Hillary Clinton's campaign if they could somehow link her work down there with the arming of... ISIS? Uh-oh. And we have new reaction here in America's newsroom to a story first reported here on Fox. Allegations that the U.S. government knew about arms being sent to Libyan rebel groups. You might remember more than two years ago when Senator Rand Paul asked then-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton when this report first surfaced. This is from January 2013. It's been in news reports that ships have been My leaving birthday. from Libya. <laughs> Uh, oh, thanks. so uh, thanks, so Rand says this is when her what difference does it make? Right. This was from her rant yeah. on there. Did we do a show on your birthday? No, well, that clips on my birthday. Yeah. So uh, Rand Rand's asking about weapons. It's been in news reports that ships have been leaving from Libya and that they may have weapons. And what I'd like to know is the annex that was close by were they involved with procuring, buying, selling, obtaining weapons? And were any of these weapons being transferred to other countries? And Which is exactly what we've speculated here right. on the show. Yeah. The CIA annex that did all of this. Any countries, Turkey included. Well, Senator, you'll have to direct, direct that question to uh, the agency that uh, ran the annex. And I will, I will see what information is available. And uh, You're saying you don't know. I do not know. I don't have any information on that. Mm. We have new information as of last week now. And in his first television interview since the story broke hey, on Fox Rand. Files, Republican Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky's here this morning, also running for president. Senator, good oh, morning. Oh, yeah, by you. the way. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, we remember that day well. You asked about <laughs> Turkey. She said she did not know. You asked about other countries, any countries, and then referred your question to the agency, which we assumed at the time was the CIA. Real bit of trivia. Rand Paul cuts his own hair. 
With a Floby? No, uh, he he really does. He doesn't like to set appointments. He doesn't like to wait for things. And so, and you know what? I, I don't either. I haven't got a haircut in like uh, a month because I don't want to. Anyways, yeah. So Rand Paul cuts his own hair. Good for him. What are we led to believe now, do you think, Senator? I find it very hard to believe that Hillary Clinton didn't know. In fact, she was the biggest cheerleader for sending these arms and redistributing these arms into Syrian rebels. And the reason why this is an important issue, many of the people who receive these arms are not friends of America. Yep. Many of them are linked to al-Qaeda, al-Nusra, and some of these weapons may well, may well have wound up in the hands of people who became ISIS. Now, he's really softballing that, which makes me think Rand's in the bag, because let's be honest, uh, Libya happened, then Syria happened, right. the weapons got over yep. there, ISIS happens. It's obvious. Of people who became ISIS. So this is no small fact. Whether she not she told the truth is a big deal. And some of the emails coming out about Benghazi indicate that maybe she did know a lot more about this arms trade than she let on. And I don't think our, our public officials should be allowed to come before congressional committees and lie. All right. So, of course, that's going to be his case. And the rest of the clip is in the uh, supporters thing. But I just thought that was kind of interesting in the sense that uh, uh, it, as the election comes up and ISIS is going on and there was all of that, she may have been very well involved in helping arm ISIS. We could have the next president of the United States have been helping the creation Chris, of she ISIS. she will not be the president. Oh, all right. So uh, speaking of that, before we get out totally off the campaign stuff, one more clip. Uh, Hill Dog was getting interviewed for the first time. And uh, I'd kind of like, let's do a little media breakdown. What do you see? How do, how do you think she handled this? Hillary Clinton gave her first nationally televised interview yesterday trying to convo convince voters that she is trustworthy and has nothing to hide. I trust the American voter 100 <laughs> percent. Sorry. She's sorry. Got the, sorry. <laughs> the crazy oh, eyes. Oh, God. I know. Wow. They got to talk to her about the crazy eyes. They're really distracting. And wow. I know. And they're bad, man. Wow. I know. So uh, so this is a new narrative. Wow. Hillary Clinton isn't trustworthy. Well, actually, that's not a bad one, to be honest with you. That's pretty – that comes natural. Yeah, the crazy eyes. I've been noticing them a lot lately. I think, you know, the American voter will weigh these kinds of uh, accusations. I mean – you know, people write books filled with unsubstantiated attacks against us. That's, mm, um. I have a lot of confidence that the American people can sort it all out. Would you vote for someone that you don't trust? Well, they, people should and do. Uh, ooh, that's ooh. Trust me. All right, so Mrs. Clinton says you can believe her, but it doesn't look like the voters are convinced, at least just yet. Do What do you think, Chase? Uh, I, I don't really care what Fox thinks. What do you think? Is Hillary Clinton going to be trustworthy by the public? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. But know who is up Emails, up. emails, um, emails. Yeah, I Check don't Check the mail sack. I don't even think it's so much that. I just think that the Clinton, there's so much scandal. There's so much you know controversy around that. I mean, she's running because she kind of feels like she has to, but I don't think she's going to win. They're now, just not going to happen. Chase, you remember last week, well, it was uh, it was going to be tense. It was going to be a real dangerous 4th of July. Oh, my gosh. Watch out, ladies and Fox gentlemen. Alert. Oh, my God. enforcement is on high alert today for the 4th of July, stepping up security across the country. Though there are no specific threats, there are concerns that ISIS could use this patriotic <gasps> holiday as a world stage. Now, you remember we oh, had your buddy. My good friend. Mike Morell. Mike. Uh, on CBS it, this morning. Yeah, he was sitting in talking to Charlie and Nora and Gail, and he was saying, look, uh, this really resonates with me. This is going to be uh, a serious threat. Uh, yeah. ISIS is going to use uh, the uh, 4th of July to make a statement. And we even title our episode, uh, what did we call it? We, we It was it was an homage to the fact that yeah. we knew, we knew, in fact, break, yeah. break, crack open the Red Book, I we knew that nothing was going to happen. Like, it was... 
Yeah, last week's episode, episode 149, uh, the next ho- holiday threat, by the way, we predicted it was going to be Halloween. That was my prediction. Hmm. Uh, but Mike Morrell prediction that there was going to be an attack that weekend. It was going to be massive, terrible. Got coverage everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And nothing. Nothing. Terror for the fourth. That's, that's why what we, we have. It. That's why we have no uh, yeah. clip. Yeah, because yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Ah, oh, that's weird. Where's Mike? Is High he alert. on Twitter? Is High he alert. on Twitter? But you know what? He's a terrorism expert. All ah, right, so bring him back. You know what we need to do? Yeah, Chris. Drone him. How about a drone the update? The Pentagon is now confirming a top ISIS leader was killed by a U.S. drone strike last month. Tarek bin Tahar Al Ani Al Harzi was in charge of the terror group's foreign fighter operations, as well as a key suspect in the deadly terror attack on the consulate in Benghazi. Captain Chuck Nash is a retired Navy captain and Fox News military analyst. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, So this ISIS leader was a person of interest in the 2012 attack on the consulate in Benghazi. Top Mm -hmm. ISIS leader killed in this drone strike uh, just being confirmed now. His brother also killed a day earlier. Oh, good. It's being touted, obviously, as a victory. We got the bad guy. None of our guys were harmed. But we're hearing critics say that this focus on drone strikes is ultimately harmful. Uh, We have a quote from a former deputy Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense David Sedney saying what they are doing now is making it more likely that there will be a bigger, more disastrous catastrophe for the United States. Drone strikes are not creating a safer, more stable world. What do you think? Well, I think he's right in the sense that, uh, you know, the president has said that we can't kill our way out of this, which is patently false. Judge, uh, We can kill our way out of it, but not onesie That twosie. was a mess up. I love that. I love that. Did you hear his line, too? Uh, like, we can kill our way out of this. I love it when we talk like this. Like, here, but did you, you notice that yes. you messed up the lower Yeah, thing? yeah, because, yeah. What do you think? Judge. Well, I think he's right in the sense that, uh, you know, the president has said that we can't kill our way out of this, which is patently false. Uh, we can kill our way out of it, but not onesie twosie. If you want to take on an enemy, you have to decimate that enemy. Mm. You don't do that one hellfire at a time. Mm. So yeah. uh, if you can't capture the guys, killing them is not a bad second alternative. But, you know, if you do that periodically in onesie twosie, uh, it's not going to turn events on the battlefield. And in fact, Patty Ann, I would argue that what that does is it allows ISIS to continue to grow. Last year, they pulled in 14,000 fighters from all over the world. That's more than al-Qaeda has been able to pull to the Middle East and North Africa in 20 years. So as long as they continue to grow, they appear to be the strong horse, and the strong horse gets followed. And So he says the drone policy just leads to uh, sort of more problems. So, Which uh, could be true. Yeah, of course. I suppose boots on the ground might help that. But uh, while, the, uh, while this debate is going on, uh, the Obama went to the Pentagon, had a good talk. That's where our intro clip came from. And yep. then the Pentagon officials went down in front of a hearing and told them, this is our current ISIS strategy. And a few things slipped. Yeah. Dash. A few things slipped that have made a little bit of noise. The United States is training just 60 Syrian rebels. To f- now, that's 60 a month, we believe. No, is that 6-0, Chris? Yes. 60. Fight ISIS. A tiny fraction of the more than 5,000 rebels the Pentagon had pledged to train this year. Why even mention that number, by the way? Why even mention 60? It's so bad. It's so pathetic. Why even mention it? That's what the Defense Secretary Ash Carter admitted to lawmakers today on (laughs) Capitol Hill. But he and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Martin Dempsey defended President Obama's strategy. Just yesterday, the president made a rare visit to the Pentagon to meet with top military officials, even held a live presentation afterwards. The president said that the United States and the Allies are making progress, but destroying ISIS will be a long-term effort. Jennifer Griffin at the Pentagon now. Jennifer? 
Shepard, the most shocking admission during the Senate Armed Services Committee hearing this morning came when Defense Secretary Ash Carter admitted how few Syrian opposition fighters the U.S. military has actually trained. Now listen to this one. As of July 3rd, we are currently training about 60 fighters. But that is not the worst of it. A few weeks ago, he said the U.S. was training 90 Syrian fighters. That means a third of those trainees have run away. Both numbers represent a pittance. Training a ground force to work with coalition warplanes is the main thrust of the president's strategy to fight ISIS. The president said as much from the Pentagon yesterday. Congress authorized $500 million for this training oh, in good. the fall. So, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, so, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. So what's K Chase? Could you just bring yeah, up yeah, calculator? Yeah. There? I was. I was. I was, could, you, uh, I was uh, could you put five hundred million in there? Five hundred million. Three, one, two, three. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard to divided by sixty. Yeah. How, right. many, how much have we spent per ISIS? Uh, okay, is that eighty? That's uh, that, million? that is eight point three million. Is that eight point three million? Eight point three million so, per person. Wow, that's nice. General Dempsey was uh, training the Iraqi forces eight years ago. I visited him in Iraq. That was his primary responsibility. We've been training them for nearly a decade. The Kurds right now are proving themselves to be the only reliable ground force in Syria, Chef. As they have been from the very beginning. Anything new? Now, this is a very convenient narrative that does reinforce arming just general populace. You on this idea that the U.S. will be sending more U.S. troops into the battle in, in uh, Iraq? Well, Joint Chiefs Chair General Martin Dempsey admitted today uh, forward air controllers, known as JTACs, on the ground would help make airstrikes more accurate. But he said he had not requested or recommended them yet. The JTACs and the Special Forces Observers are not a silver bullet to the destruction of ISIL. The silver bullet is getting the Iraqis to fight. And that, as you know, Shep, is the problem. The Sunnis aren't willing to fight for Baghdad. Shepard. Uh, new problems, huh? Jennifer Griffin at the Pentagon. Jennifer, thanks. Let's bring in Ambassador Christopher Hill. Ambassador, I should say. He's former senior director of the National Security Council, also served as the assistant secretary of state and United States ambassador to Iraq. He's now the dean book of selling. the Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver yep. and an author as well, author of the book Outpost, Life on the Front Lines of American Diplomacy. Here's the, the weirdest thing of all of this to me is that from the very beginning, the strategy was that the moderate Syrian rebels would fight in Syria and that the Iraqi forces, Sunni and Shia, would fight together like, uh, you know, cats and dogs playing together. That was the strategy from the very beginning. It has not worked for a millisecond, yet they have held on as if it was going to be just fine until now. So now what? Well, I mean, you're right. It's a triumph of hope over experience. Certainly the... Uh Sunnis don't want to work with the Shia in Baghdad, and the Shia appear not to really want to intervene in what they consider an intramural going on between Sunnis and more radical and that's it right there. Sunnis, and so the Iraqi army hasn't fought. We've tried to train Syrian uh, Sunni tribesmen in Anbar, that is in the Sunni area of, uh, of Iraq, but that's uh, kind of fraught with danger. So it's, it's not looking very uh, positive for the administration's approach. We're in, we're in there and we're getting involved with something these people don't even want to get involved with. Wow. It's so frustrating to watch this happen. So it's, it's also frustrating to see our money just being squandered and spent. Yeah, that's unbelievable. 
So uh, this wow. is also unbelievable. What's that? Your buddy, my good friend, uh, Director Comey or ah. Comey of the FBI, has Comey. been making. He's continuing to make his pitch now for weeks. Uh, actually, since before iOS eight was released, he's been almost on the campaign oh, trail. No. Uh, going out, going around, trying to get backdoors built into U.S. technology. He likes companies. the backdoor. Huh? He wants that encryption decrypted. Very public battle over privacy and security playing out on Capitol Hill. The head of the FBI making the case that widespread use of encryption technology is harming America and it is helping tourists to work in a dark space in the internet. Tourists? Yeah, yeah, and, and a dark space, the dark web. Now, I you love... Mean, she means terrorists. Yeah, I love this, because these guys mess up so much. <laughs> uh, and and lo- watch their body language, because they try to be so suave. And it's helping it's tourists so to work in a dark space in the internet, as it is known. And we're going to have more on that this morning as well. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new hour of America's Newsroom. I'm Martha McCallum. And I'm Bill Hemmer. Good morning. The FBI Director James Comey calling for easier access to these encrypted messages, warning that strong encryption allows the bad guys, like the terrorist recruiters, to go dark. Bad guys. Making them inaccessible to law enforcement. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Herridge, live in Washington. So, Catherine, what are we expecting to hear? She's totally not a CIA asset, guys. Stop saying that. She's not a CIA asset. Out of all this today. Well, Martha, good morning. The central issue here is ISIS and its exploitation of social media, especially this use, as you mentioned. Oh. Remember, Twitter experts, buddy. Yeah, they're, Twitter. They're Twitter experts. And also, yeah. they know about WhatsApp and uh, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Of encrypted communications. As an example, this tweet from a known ISIS operative overseas who goes by the Twitter handle Al Britani. Remember how she was just talking about encrypted communications and then her first example is a public it's tweet? It's a public tweet. Remember how that just happened on the show? Yeah. Was in contact with the shooters in Garland, Texas, who tried and failed to take out the Muhammad cartoon drawing contest and in the message seemed to have foreknowledge of the plot. This digital world is moving towards encryption, and the FBI director in a blog post this week warned security may be the casualty. Quote, that tension is vividly illustrated by the current ISIL threat, which involves ISIL operators in Syria recruiting and tasking dozens of troubled Americans to kill people, a process that increasingly takes part through mobile messaging apps that are end-to-end encrypted, communications that may not be intercepted despite judicial orders under the Fourth Amendment. Well, geez, do you know why we encrypt everything? Do you know why encryption is the biggest selling point on a messaging app on a mobile platform? Do you know why Telegram is exploding? Do you know why people like self-destructing messages? Because you guys are tapping everything, you assholes. You snoop on everything, and so people are responding by demanding encryption, and it is becoming a response to a market demand because of the very things you are doing. And by the way, the whole explanation here talking about despite judicial orders under the Fourth Amendment, all right, so that means that implies that there's a warrant. That that, yeah. that implies that they can get these messages. The only go thing, ahead, decrypt them. Have the, fun. No, that's what he's pissed about. The only thing that I know. so here's what they want. It really comes down to this. They, they want it easier for them. They don't want to go to yes. Yeah. It it is they. What the FBI is asking is at a wide scale, they want every communications company in the United States of America to build backdoors into their encryption because they don't want to go to the end user. They want to go to the company. They want to go to Apple or Google or Microsoft or, or, or whoever. They don't want to go to Chase Nunes and Chris Fisher. You, you want a, a real basic example? Even though, they have, even though they have thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands Chris, of field agents. you've locked the doors to your house. You haven't given your keys to anybody. You don't want anybody coming into your home without your permission to do so. 
uh, if they have a warrant, then yeah, come on in. But yeah. you know what? Instead, they want keys to your house because they can't figure out how to yeah. open the lock. So the only way I can figure to respond to this is to have your own messaging server, to have your own email server, to have it on your own premises, maybe in like your garage or your house. But, so you know, Chris, it's on. not going to work because then if you're going to do that, we're going to need the back doors to those operating systems too. Sorry. Meantime, the Senate Intelligence Committee, led by Republican Chairman Richard Burr and Senator Dianne Feinstein, ah, where Diane. Comey will also be testifying this afternoon, are supporting legislation that would require social media companies to report suspected terrorist activity. Not even allow back doors. This goes beyond that. Diane Feinstein's legislation is proposes if you suspect terrorist activity is happening on your service, report it. And make this information so available. Oh, and now that makes the company's watchdogs as well. What they have to determine is terrorist activity. And can you imagine, like, how often Twitter gets cited in these things? If Twitter didn't properly Twitter or Facebook or anybody. That's going to, oh. And make this information available to federal investigators, Martha. Yeah. So how concerned is the administration yeah. about what's going on here, Catherine? Yeah. Well, very concerned. Uh, in a nutshell, the FBI has FBI director has already gone on the record, and you'll recall earlier this week, Mr. Obama warned that not every plot can be stopped because Mr. the suspects Obama? are operating under. They do that a lot, yeah. They do that a lot, huh? Yeah. ABC does it too. The they don't radar. say President Obama. The threat of lone wolves or small cells of terrorists is complex. It's harder to detect and harder to prevent. It's one of the most difficult challenges that we face. Oh, yeah, and big preventing time. these kinds of attacks on American soil is going to require sustained effort. Of course, biggest, one of their biggest threats. One of their biggest threats. Huge. Back to CIA asset. Counterterrorism source who does data collection for government agencies tells Fox that some social media companies that could be named at the hearing this afternoon are no longer cooperating with terrorism-related investigations. Martha. All right. Yeah, because maybe Catherine, may, thank you very because much. maybe they see the writing on the wall that it hasn't done anything. Uh, by the way, Chris, let's uh, check out that single number of how many terrorists. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, go ahead, pull that up. How many terrorist activities are um, uh, terrorist attacks? Your, excuse me. Uh, you talking about bombings? Yeah, bombings. Yeah, let's I, I just go with bombings. I got nothing. All right, um, uh, shootings. Yeah, going, shootings. Yeah, uh, from the, from the yeah, surveillance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. I got, uh, I got nothing. Uh, anything against like uh, you know pub, you know uh, some sort of uh, power lines or water or anything? Uh, hold on, chicken. Yeah. Up. Uh, no. Nothing. Wow. And how uh, long have we been doing this? Hold on a second. Um, if I go down thirty down the list, uh, m- transfer transferring money. I got transferring money. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go after that. Let's. We did. We got. Yeah. We got them. Oh, we did. That's what we got. When? How long ago was that? I don't even remember. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I gotta I gotta let's. Whew, boy, there's a lot to process in all of this. Uh, I know. You know what I think is not a coincidence is. Have you noticed? Just look at our titles. Look at the topics. Have you noticed? For weeks and weeks, we've been covering this. How, they keep blaming ISIS on Twitter. You know, motivated by uh, motivated oh, by yeah. ISIS. We you, we've been talking about ISIS being the social we media stop experts. Them. Like we we've been seeing like they've been they've been pumping this and pumping this and beating this drum about ISIS on Twitter. There's no coincidence that. That has been a narrative that we've been seeing now for a month plus. Yeah. And then now this week we're seeing legislation from Diane Feinstein, your buddy. My good friend. That is complicit, that makes that makes these companies, to, to, that mandates these companies to be complicit in turning over terrorist-looking activity on their networks. There's no way that's a coincidence after we've been following this for this month. That's what's fascinating about this show is sometimes we're on to something and we don't because the the, the the next card hasn't been played yet. We don't. We know there's something there. Like we've been covering it and scratching at this itch for a while now. But we didn't know until the scab removed away that Diane Han, Diane Feinstein's Frankenstein face was underneath. <laughs> 
But it's an interesting. <laughs> but and, yeah, it's true. And now, if you come into the unfiltered show at one fifty, and you go back to say one thirty, yeah, and you see this coverage of ISIS on Twitter, and you're getting to one fifty now, you're gonna be like, oh man, these guys saw this. Yeah. These guys saw this a month before they realized what it was. But oh, yeah. now, but in the, but in the course, in the long term of the show, now it's become part of the show, and yeah. now it's now the weekly evidence is there. Like if you question it, if you think maybe it wasn't set up, if you think this hasn't been building, just go watch the last ten weeks of this just show. Just go watch the audio and visual record. Yeah. Or if you if you're an unfiltered supporter, just go look at the BitTorrent sync and go watch the clips for yourself again. Now, Chris, you might be wondering, hmm, what's a good way for me to go back? Let's say I wanted to go and look at that database. Let's say I want to check out that BitTorrent sync. Let's say I yeah, wanted buddy. to support the show. Keep us on the air. Well, you could go over to Patreon.com/slash/unfiltered. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, Patreon. You like? Yeah, <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> com slash unfiltered. We have 405 people supporting the show. 400 is about the threshold right now that keeps us on the air with a producer. If we lose that, we kind of lose the whole show. So f- we're really, we're really close to that baseline. With this is the new normal for the show at 400 is that's where that's our baseline in order to f- afford production costs, which is mandatory basically at this point. Uh, and you know what? It has been really amazing having having the producer on. Matt has been great at noticing a lot of interesting trends. He's been really good at uh, rolling with the punches. We've had some major technical issues underneath us this week. We've moved over to an entire new sync infrastructure, and he's you know Yay. rolled with all of that. I was able to go out this morning for a morning hike, which was really nice. Nice. And I was able to come back in and get the show still put together in time. We sat down, and we have all of our clips today. It's really great. Yay. There's so much more stuff in the overtime folder than what we played today. So much more stuff. Uh, but if that's what we just talked about. It's great example of why it's really great to have a community-supported show, because we don't have to chase some really fancy story. We can just kind of cover things as they emerge and stay on them for a while, and then after we get into it for, for a few weeks, all of the dots start to connect, and you go, oh, crap. And that's what's so fascinating about this show, and that's why it's amazing to be supported by our listeners, because we don't have to chase clicks. So we're able to kind of stay on stories like that. Well, not that. just clicks, but downloads as well. I mean, there are, yeah, a, lot of I mean. Spons- yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of sponsors out there that you need, say, X amount of downloads to appease a sponsorship or whatever. And it's one of those things where we don't have to, we don't have to look at that stat. Yeah. We look at this number. We don't even have to look at download numbers. We just no. have to look at the Patreon number. That we care totally about you changes guys. the show. Plus, yeah. if, you're, if you get in at $2, you're going to you get more show. When you start at $2 a month, you get the supporter show, which is the pre and post show. It has additional clips, additional content, more relevancy. Plus, it's just us kind yeah. of gassing around sometimes, playing some music. It's, it's a nice show. Yeah. And it, makes, like, it, it almost doubles sometimes the length of the unfiltered show. Great for you commuters or those of you who have a road trip. Plus, you get access to the entire back, t- back catalog. There's an RSS feed. There's a BitTorrent sync. When you up to $5, you get the BitTorrent sync, you get all of the clips, you get the real source code to the show, notes, art, assets, all kinds of stuff. That's at $5 where you get the BitTorrent sync and all of the goodies. You get the automatic monthly supporter show. It's really cool. So go to patreon.com slash unfiltered to support this show. I would really love to see that get above 405 because we are flirting at the dangerous level. Another way to support this show, unfiltered.reddit.com. Or if you want to make us sounders like uh, for like an ISIS story or, you know, plug the subreddit or something like that. Uh, production elements are oh, also uh, an, an audio clip. Yeah, yeah production yeah. elements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be gross. That would be really awesome. Uh, let's talk about Greece. A lot of happening in Greece. So uh, if you haven't been following it because you're an American, uh, here's a timeline for you. How did Greece find itself in such a predicament? Well, let's recall some key points on its rocky road within the Eurozone. It joined the Euro back in January 2001. After the global financial crisis in 2008, its national debt went through the roof. The first bailout for Greece was approved in 2010 in exchange for severe cuts. Two years after that, a new bailout was needed to keep the Greek economy afloat. 
and to meet the demands of international creditors, Athens imposed further austerity measures. In January this year, the left-wing Syriza party came to power with promises to put an end to severe cuts. But after months of negotiations, there's still no debt deal in sight, and Greece has found itself in an unprecedented situation. It's become the first ever advanced economy to fall into arrears with the International Monetary Fund. Huge missed payments have pushed Athens closer to a default on its entire 320 billion euro debt burden, which would be the biggest sovereign default in history. By missing the deadline, the EU member state joins nations such as Zimbabwe, Sudan and Somalia, which are behind on their payments to the IMF. Well, since 2010, Greece has received a whopping 240 billion euro in bailout funds, but less than 10% of it has been spent on economic and social reforms. Most of it has gone to the financiers who mm-hmm. lent money the to banks. Athens before the crisis. Even IMF officials admit the bailout's aim was to save the French and German banks, which funded Greece. Mm-hmm. The international creditors are nevertheless pressuring the country to take sole responsibility for the state that it is now in. This government has done nothing since it came into office. It's reneged on previously agreed commitments. You can't in all honesty expect us to talk with them in a situation like this. Given the political situation, the rejection of the previous proposals and the no uh, advice of the Greek government, we see no ground for further talks at this point. We see no ground for further talks at this point. Now, do you know why they saw no ground for further talks at this point? Was it because of the initiative? Because they wanted to put it. Yeah, they wanted to put it to the people. A Fox urgent and uncertain future facing the Greek people tonight. Voters have rejected Europe's call for more spending cuts in exchange for more bailout money. I'm Patty Ann Brown, in for Harris Faulkner, and this is the Fox Report. Greece's decision puts into doubt the country's future as a member of the euro currency. Banks in Greece remain closed as the debt-ridden country teeters on the edge of bankruptcy. Closed this week, as a matter of fact. How about that, Chase? Could you imagine? And uh, uh, there, here's some amazing uh, drone footage that uh, come from you know Russia's uh, direct. Uh, oh, the direct profi. Yeah, look at this. These are all no protesters out there. Look at that crowd. Can you believe that? They could have muted the audio a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's the Russia. It's their raw feed. All they do is uh, they just uh, put that on there, but. Also, Russia today has a drone, apparently. And they'll zoom, they zoom in at some point in this footage, and they show you some of the no signs. It's a, look at this, Chase. Look wow. at this. It looks, like, it looks like bugs. There's all so many people down there. Look at all those. Look at all those Tell me that doesn't look like bugs over there, like an infestation of some kind. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, the people weren't uh, so hot on it, as you can see from the response here. We have that clip in the supporter sync if you want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think they're going to be out of the eurozone? Do you think the or the, is it going to be saved again? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't really have a very good perspective on it. I've been really distracted by the stock exchange uh, going on here, and it's because uh, you're you talking about anonymous hacking the stock exchange, Chris. <laughs> happening in the market right now. Okay, well, actually, right now here at the New York Stock Exchange, trading has suddenly been halted. It's been like this for, I'd say, about five minutes now. Everybody's sort of standing around, uh, around their monitors down on the floor. I'm above the stock exchange in this booth, and I am watching all the traders kind of pile around their monitors trying to figure out what happened. Uh, one trader telling me this seems to be a technology problem a within the New York Stock Exchange. Not getting an official word yet from the New York Stock Exchange as to what's happening, but we do see trading halted 
halted right now at the New York Stock Exchange. Trading still is continuing at the Nasdaq, though. I do see the Nasdaq trading as we speak. I guess they're saying it was like a routing error. Did you hear anything more about that? No, not at all. But I also heard about, about you probably got a clip about United, maybe. I don't know if you do. I didn't grab it. I don't okay. think I did. Let me... But United also, you know, all their air traffic was yep. pretty much halted. Again, also a computer glitch, they say. So what about this tweet? From the anonymous Right, the one Twitter. you sent me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you th- do they're you th- saying it's not a cyber attack. I hope Well, of course they're coming out and saying that. They don't want to give anonymous any kind of credit, right? No, I think it's the exact opposite. They would, think? they would jump on a chance to have a, 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 a cyber a Pearl Harbor. They want a cyber Pearl Harbor so bad, Chase. They want one so bad. They can taste it. Oh. I think that's, yeah. So I think that if they well, can- no. They want one so bad, one that they- up with no, if they can, if they can blame this on, I mean, no, no, I mean, one that they can come up with themselves and I, then I get, point. I, the I know blame. what you're saying. I know what I you're know, saying. But I mean, if you, you know, you never, wa- you never waste, yeah, you never waste a good opportunity. And it's not just us that's having troubles today. No, no, of course, it's happened in China too. Turmoil in Chinese stock markets this morning is causing pain for investors here in the U.S. S and P, Nasdaq, and Dow futures are all down almost one percent over concerns about China. Seth Doan is in Beijing, where the spreading crisis in the world's second largest economy is. Seth, good morning. Good morning. The plunge in the stock market here has nothing to do with Greece. It is not linked to that, but it could be overall quite destabilizing. It's a domestic issue here in China. So concerning to the ruling Communist Party that they have injected money trying to shore up investors and try Mm. to stop panic selling. Mm. We have seen the Shanghai index drop more than 30% since its peak in June, but if you compare it to a year ago, still the index is up more than 70%. The stock market here in China makes up a smaller percentage of the overall economy than the stock market in the United States, for instance, so these massive swings have less of an overall impact. The investors are different, too. There are about 80% of them are small mom and pop investors. And the government actually encouraged many of them to get involved. Mm. And therefore, you had many people investing heavily and borrowing heavily to get involved. So now the government is trying to do what it can using state media, for instance, to try to allay fears and concerns. So this is very often the headline these days here in China. Economy is still on the right track. Benita. Seth Doan in Beijing. Thank you. you. It's really interesting to see the Chinese take on it, of course. But I mean, if this, the Chinese economy continues to spiral, it's going to make Greece look like a sideshow. There are 1,300 companies that have stopped trading in China right now. And as Seth pointed out, there are 90 million individual investors in the Chinese market. That's a huge chunk of the middle class. This is real pain for them right now. Well, and that's the important group to be looking out for, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, you got Greece thing going on. You got the Greece thing going on. You got the New York Stock Exchange glitch today. Uh, you got Microsoft's uh, seven plus billion write-off from the Nokia from the Nokia deal. Uh, you got China dumping. I mean, what the hell this week, right? What it, the it, hell it, is this? The world and markets correcting finally? No, I just I think it's just a lot of things, a lot of coincidences. I think it's all coincidences. I really think it's all just a bunch of coincidences at once. That's my take on it. None of these feel related, other than. Uh, Bad timing. China, like the China thing has been, ha- has been happening for a while. The Greece thing has been happening for a long time. The Microsoft thing, that I think is why Bomber lost his job. I mean, I think yeah, it's also been true. happening for a long time. That's true. 
I think this is the core reason why Bomber lost his job, and that's what we're finding out about right now. Yeah, so there you go, Chase. You know, I was just perusing over. A, it's a pretty great site. I wanted to recommend. Could I? I know you're a busy guy, Chase, but could I just add maybe one more site to your you, you can. weekly or maybe well, even daily yeah, visiting l- routine? Let me uh, let me write this down on yeah. paper because yeah. I don't use computers. All right, buddy. I want you to go over to unfilter unfilter yeah unfilter reddit ah. Yeah, it's a great place to contribute to the show if you can't do it uh, financially and you still want to keep the show like. Love in a direction it. that kind of feels good to you. Like, this is a way you can go to kind of voice your opinion in a way the show could go. You could vote. You could submit a story. And the, we watch this. We kind of see what you guys are feeling. Like, right now, I've suppo- I have uh, I sorted by the top stories. You know what? You know the and best thing? Greeks, l- right there. The Greece story. Right there. Number, well, look at that. We just covered that. You know what I love about Reddit? And that is the in-depth discussion that people will go off on and talk about. And yeah. I actually look for those stories yeah. more with active, hot discussion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love uh, that. And, and of course, when anything big happens, you'll always find information about it here, but you can contribute to You can be one of the people that makes it happen or just nice. give a vote or share your comments. Anything you think might make uh, it more insightful, like here's a conversation on Windows 10 sharing Wi-Fi passwords. And, uh, you know, that's nice. That one wasn't particularly great, but it's nice. <laughs> Unfilter.reddit.com. Uh, also, why don't you join us live? We do the show over jblive.tv on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar now, to get that converted to your local time zone. Now, speaking of social media, you yes, know, sir. obviously, it, this part's not encrypted. You're going to give out public, in public comments, yeah. if you will. Oh, yeah, if, if people wanted to get them in small, bite-sized morsels, what, what can they do? Well, if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, I tweet very, very little right now because I don't really know if I'm not using it to promote shows, what do I want just, Twitter for? I would, just talk about I'm your personal out. thoughts. Maybe I could have tweeted from the river today, except I had no signal. Twitter.com slash Chris LES. That's me. At Jupiter Signal to get news from the network. What about you? Are you on there? I do. I, I do the tweet thing a lot. At Nunes. N-U-N-E-S. Nice, buddy. And then I do the, the Geek Gamer thing. Oh. At, at Geek Gamer TV as well. Oh, or you go to GeekGamer.tv to get more of Nunes's face. In your face. In your face. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning to episode 150 of the Unfilter Show. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash unfilter for helping us go to oh, 150 man, you episodes. Guys rock Let's so see if we much. can do another 150. We love you guys and see you right back here next, next week. week.